This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. What's up? Welcome back for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. Um, It's a podcast for the constantly irritated but unoffended individuals. As always, I'm your host, Sydney, and I have Kendall with me. What is up? Hello, everyone. Yeah, so we are back to tell y'all what has gotten on our nerves this week. And trying to think, I feel like it's been two weeks since we recorded our last podcast episode, and I really want to tell you guys last week's episode I was a wee bit excited um I was editing the audio and I'm loud as fuck the entire episode I'm screaming into the mic it it was I was so loud like (laughs) it hurt my ears recording like if you ever if I'm ever that loud again please please say shut the fuck up submission we're gonna talk giving pastor we're gonna talk about submission embarrassing like it was so hard trying to edit the audio because I'm like why was I yelling like I'm literally (laughs) editing getting mad at myself like bitch have you never talked into a mic before what never never I don't know what I was going through but you guys I'm more cognizant this week um I'm, that's not gonna happen and again if it does happen just let me know like damn Sydney you are a wee bit close to the microphone but anywho oh strong ass voice strong ass loud ass (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 but anywho we are back for another episode um we got some stuff to talk about we do um kendall she came up with a topic for this week's discussion so we are going to be talking about the n-word yes the n-word my niggas oh so (laughs) (laughs) now you're like disclaimer disclaimer if you are sensitive we're gonna be saying the n-word quite often in here oh we're gonna say it all throughout the episode um but we were inspired by the podcast oh my gosh say the name of the podcast again even though i just listened to the episode um i think it's like still processing yes still product still processing um which is a podcast with by two, the new york times yes by the new york times and it's two um writers they write about culture <clears throat> and so forth and they had this discussion on their platform and kendall shared the episode with me to listen to and ironically enough i feel like I had just listened to an episode of Cold Switch, which is an NPR podcast, where they also did an episode about the N-word. And they talked about, I think it was the same book that's written by an author. And it's literally called, nigga. is it called? Nigga? Yeah, it's called Nigga. Um, which it's just was, in quotations. Which is a very interesting <laughs> title. But we are going to get into that this week. So starting off with the very first segment, we have Fed Upper up so any new listeners this is just when we get it off our chest we just say what had us fed up this past week because y'all know it was something um Kendall do you want to start 
Yeah, I mean, Sid and I kind of talked about my fed up before we got on the call today. But I just, people lately have had this tendency to just blatantly like be disrespectful. And it's very confusing. I'm like, what's the point of lying? Or what's the point of like saying something misleading just to get what you want? It just doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but that's got me fucked up. Like two different instances was like this past week, but, but one of them was with the male per use, per use, just saying what they want to say to get what they want, but he did not get a taste of this cookie. Okay. Oh, wait, I got a disclaimer, disclaimer he left. He left with no cookies in the cookie jar, no goodies in the goodie bag, but there was a lot of, you know, words said to try to get to that point. And I'm like, oh, oh, why, why do you have to lie? Like, what do you have to like butter up to get to that point? Like what, like, what is the point of that? I never see somebody so desperate for coochie in my life just to hear like, just to say all that. Oh, now I don't like when men are like that. Like I need to know you get bitches outside of me. If right. I have an inkling that you don't, that scares me. That's going to scare me away. Like what's wrong with you? Why? Why are you so eager? Not that he has to be like Mr. Bitches, but like, also you got to be able to get somebody at some point, not be out here. Right. Begging. Yeah. Cause then I'm going to be like, who else have you begged? And then if people see us together and you've begged them, that's, I, that's going to be embarrassing. Like, damn, right. it's a begging ass nigga. He- last thing I want that. I don't want to ever post a man ever. We talked about this last week, mm-hmm. last podcast. I don't want to ever post a man ever because they're so embarrassing. They got strings attached to everything. I do. I'm, I'm upset that I like them. Happy Pride Month to uh, all the gays and the lesbians. The lesbians for show, because y'all know what's up. Women are beautiful. They have more to offer. Um, yeah, I feel like lesbian couples look better than us heteros just walking around. Being That's probably basic. why lesbian couples move so fast, too. They know how to get to the point. I mean, for sure. Also, I, I feel like in like one of my college courses, I I learned that like lesbian couples are often very satisfied in all facets of life, um, in their coupledom, whether it's financially, sexually, emotionally. Um, so I got to give it to the girls. I got to give it up. Must be nice. Must be, um, what had me fed up this week? Oh, so I am tired of BBL fashion. It's the, I've said that before. It's the worst trend ever. But I fell, I fell into the trap of the BBL fashion. Like you guys, I, I bought these pants. I can't remember from what website, but they looked so cute on the model. And I was like, oh, I got to get my hands on those pants. But y'all, I tried the pants on and... It's giving pancake. No. Yes. You can't and they scoop like it up a little bit. You can't scoop it up. It's like the way I think it's just like the design of the pants. They're just not flattering. And even then, they kind of got like a little cutout. But I don't have any hips, so maybe I don't know. Maybe it would look cute on somebody who was like thicker. But on me, I'm just like, let's see. Let's see if I could do something with a real cute top, pull my boobs out. Like <laughs> something is 
gonna have to give a step one for the other yeah because i'm just like it's not giving but i mean honestly though it's so funny because when i was trying them on and looking at them i low-key was thinking about the shit my mom says like about clothes now my mom's like clothes are so cheap now like i don't know what it is but the quality just the even how they look it just does not look as luxurious or and everybody dresses the same i hate seeing like trendy girl tiktok and it's literally just different color variations of the same aritzia and amazon outfit i'm screaming that is and lululemon Uh, that it's different variations of activewear to look like chic with a lululemon belt bag it's literally all you have to do is wear a two-piece set a linen top and a belt bag and people are like she's so fashionable yeah this is very 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 true like we do live in a society where everything must be on trend and it's very hard I feel like for people to find their own distinct styles when they literally make carbon copies of everything and it's everywhere um so yeah I definitely I'm just like I'm not I don't know I'm I'm gonna wear the pants because I spent my damn money and I'm too lazy (laughs) to send them back um but I'm just like maybe I know I know when I was younger I used to be really big on thrifting so I feel like I need to fall back into that because there was a period of time when I would go thrifting and I would find literally um brand new clothes and I need to get back to doing that because one is sustainable two I'm sure half the shit that's at the thrift store you can find in the stores now just because fashion at least everything repeats itself everything comes back in style because even now with the banana I mean the butterfly clips all of that shit I vividly remember my mom wearing those in her hair all the time so gotta give it a try I'm just tired of spending my money on these BBL clothes that's it because I don't have one my promotion email just got sent out to my entire team (laughs) hey Oh my God. It's so exciting. Um, sorry, I was reading that for a second. No, that's something to not be fed up or fucked up by. Shout out to promotions. Shout out to getting more money, getting um, new titles, having more responsibility. My um, executive vice president who sends them out normally for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, she always titles the email like the person's first name who got promoted. So, like, if it was me, it would have been, like, Kendall and then the bio. And she goes, our newest AE. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I got a different title. But um, not me sending a screenshot to my old manager. Hey, bestie. Um, anywho, on to the topic. Up either way. Let's talk yes. about. Say it a little bit louder for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we are gathered here today to discuss the N-word. Whether we like it or not, it's something that is said very often these days. And it has different like generational meanings, I think, as things go on. Like if I were to talk about this with my dad, he would lose his shit. He'd be like, why does anybody think that's okay to say? Why would anybody say that? Like, and then it would bring it on to the next person who I'm not gonna name who um my family but was is always like well because it's said so often in like music 
it's made it okay for other people who are not black to say it. And I think there's such a misunderstanding at this point as to like who has the empowerment and the ability to say it mm-hmm. versus who doesn't. And there's so many different areas that like I found so in- interesting listening to that podcast this morning, especially when they talked about like Richard Pryor and Chris Rock and their stand up and the connotation between like nigger and niggas mm-hmm. and just like the societal put like proof point I guess we're put in as black people to either be this prop prim proper educated black person versus what they call like the nigga who is not but it's like it's very it's very interesting topic because it's like I could identify with everything they were saying but at the same point I'm like this is really like do I really agree with you though that I can see what you're saying but do I agree with what you're saying so I kind of felt the same way. Um, I know it was interesting when I talked about their households growing up saying nigga and mm-hmm. nigger. I've never, nobody in my family has ever said nigger, but nigga was commonly used. Um, not so much as like a term of endearment, but almost just like curse words, like as a way to get a point across, like nigga I know you hurt me or something of that (laughs) sort like that's how it was used but it was almost like a curse word in the way damn is used like damn is technically a curse word like if you heard a child say it you would be upset but if you heard somebody say it in just conversation or even in the office like damn it or something of that sort (laughs) it's it, it, it it doesn't hold like as much weight as like fuck or bitch or something of that sort. So I never saw it as an issue. And I mean, even now as an adult, I've said it to my mom in a joking way. Like niggas go nick. <laughs> we say it like that and my mom laughs or she says something. She doesn't say it. I feel like she didn't use it when I was growing up a lot. But now that I'm an adult, I hear her say it. But it's usually used again, like in a joking manner. And it goes back to what you mentioned before, like when discussing other black people in a way, like not to be that person, but say we out and it's all calm and we're having a nice day. And out of nowhere, somebody comes rolling down the street in a Nissan Altima (laughs) blasting some future or some shit or something. And you just like what and then like even then they in a car they swerve over or even okay so this is a perfect example say i'm this is the time i can see my mom saying nigga say we're on the highway and say out of nowhere this busted ass broke down car just flies by like almost (laughs) swipes my mom's car i always say that's the lane, and my mama is like what are niggas on like (laughs) yes that's what she's going to be saying and expressing when she's using the term she wouldn't just be using it like out to call somebody that essentially yeah but again I feel like growing up in my household I heard people say it I watch movies and films and music like I heard it all the time and I knew I don't know I guess just being black I knew when it was appropriate to say and I knew when it wouldn't be appropriate to say like yeah, I can joke and say this around my friends, but I'm not about to be like at a scholarship dinner or having a discussion with my teachers and use it. I do you know what I also thought of though during this is Mm -hmm. that 
it's something that like my dad's like siblings used to say and that kind of threw me for a loop but like the term mulatto and i was like isn't that just as bad as the n-word but no i feel like that was always what i was taught and what i was coined and then you have like lotto who was that beforehand and everybody dragged her for it so i was like what what is like the actual term there because i used to have like my aunts and uncles would be like oh well she's mulatto and i was like isn't that shouldn't you not be saying that but i mean mulatto that's terminology for biracial right when i take it somebody that is a ethnic heritage that is black and white but i feel like mulatto is an older term like when i think of people saying mulatto i think of like slavery (laughs) in all honesty that's what i think about just because that's how they describe people of that time period based on their lineage like now you just say biracial or somebody is mixed but even then biracial that's technically only a term used for people that are of two differing ethnicities if somebody is more than two then you're like okay this person is multiracial so to speak so that's how I always took it but nobody in my family has ever said mulatto I've never heard them say that it was so weird when I heard it the first time I was like um should y'all should y'all be saying that but no, I don't take now it's interesting that you brought up about the rapper mulatto because I think people I feel like people were upset when she named herself that but I don't know if it ever crossed my mind to care that was the thing is that I was like what the fuck and then I was like okay as time went on like I wasn't like anything where I was like this is really messed up like let me say something like it wasn't it wasn't any of those things but it wasn't but also going back to the past and the original topic with like Adrian Williams from Mm -hmm. Peloton Mm -hmm. playing like that J. Cole song with the N-word in it, I don't understand what he was so upset about in that moment with the song. Like, I get it where it's like, okay, it's a song that has it a lot, Mm -hmm. but you also don't know who's in that class with you. So it's like the assumption that like, sure, not everyone is Black. I think my main concern would be, are the non-Black people singing along to those parts? It wouldn't be like, oh, this is uncomfortable for me now because I'm black. I'm going to be like, you nodded your head a little bit too long to that No, part. yeah, I definitely get that. Especially like you said, I've even been to concerts. Like I know in March, me and my friend went to go see Baby King. And Baby King, he definitely nigga this, nigga that. And literally his <laughs> audience is young white kids. So we had this concert surrounded by all these white kids. And I'm looking around like, I know they better not be saying what I'm right. sure enough. For the most part, I did not catch them, but in that inkling, it's still like, what exactly can I do? Now, if I am in close proximity to a white person and it's more of an intimate setting and a white person feels comfortable enough to say nigga around me, then I'm gonna definitely be like, slow your horses. <laughs> not the horses. This ain't that. I'm not one of them. I am not gonna be that black person. Like, oh, they can say it. I. <laughs> he says it all the time it's see that's it's okay that kills me because then it's like you have people who are not black who are saying it I've been around a lot of like Latino folks who will say it and I'm like what the fuck like what did you just say and then they'll be like oh it's okay like I grew up around black folks or I had a black no, friend who said it was okay no or your like, proximity to blackness does not make you black exactly or it's also like oh like I'm not white though so I can say it it do you encounter the same struggle like that's the thing is that like 
even in that podcast, they talked about like the empowerment behind it. When they gave that example of Rihanna versus mm-hmm. Daniel Cameron. Also, fuck that nigga. Like Daniel Cameron, I I don't even know where he's do- doing right now, what he's at, because I literally blocked that man and everything. But I am screaming. Anywho, when they talked about the Rihanna sentiment, that in itself to me is like empowering. Like that's like the empowering usage of the word. Or even with like Lemonade, her voice on Lemonade, mm-hmm. when she was like, it's Rihanna nigga. Like that's mm-hmm. like the, it's, it's that shit. It's that shit that it's like, okay, this is our word to claim, our word to use, bringing back the usage as like that versus it being the connotation of negativity mm-hmm. and racial insensi- like insensitivity. Mm-hmm. Well, not even insensitivity, just flat out racist. It's the usage in the sense that it's like, this is what the Black community uses it as any other anybody else using it i don't know what's so hard for people to grasp like you are not supposed to say it it doesn't matter even if like your half brother's black are you yeah i mean i definitely agree with that i don't care how close in proximity to black you think you are whether you grew up in the black neighborhood your stepdad is black your girlfriend is black your boyfriend is black your kids are half black do not say it Because at the end of the day, I feel like in order to say nigga, you have to have carried the the struggle of the lineage of Black people to be able to say that. And people don't have that. And even then, for a lot of non-whites, a lot of non-white people are anti-Black. So no, I don't want to hear you saying it. There are so many instances that you can bring up of Asian Americans, um, Middle Eastern Americans, so forth his latino hispanic americans disassociating from black people because a lot of times when people want to assimilate into american culture the first thing that they do is hate black people because that's very american and act white literally literally they want nothing to do with black people but if they're in our community and they're close to us they think well this all i got so i might as well act like one no no boo keep your culture don't come over here we don't need nobody else. We not invite. That's why people killed me, invited motherfuckers to cookouts, these hypothetical ass cookouts. No, keep them where they are at. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I hate when people extend that invite so easily, like so-and-so is invited to the cookout. No, fuck whatever cookout you're talking about, because it takes a lot more to get an invitation to the table. Like we talk about a seat at the table all the time. That's the same sentiment. How hard yes. you have to work for a seat at the table is how hard you have to work to like get invited to the cookout like fuck that like but that's the same type of sentiment that was also discussed in the podcast when it was like that chris rock segment which also makes me want to watch chris rock stand up now because i am screaming chris rock is messy i was chuckling a little bit when he was like it was basically his old clip where he had done a stand-up and he was talking about like who's more racist black people or white people and he was like black people black people because <laughs> black people not only hate everybody else but they hate black people too and you know what kind of black people they hate niggas and as a black person i understood automatically what he was saying unfortunately like again the stereotypical black person of somebody that's loud disgruntled upset um ignorant but at the end of the day 
I'm not gonna let no white person get up there and say that. Like if that was um, what's the man's name? Oh my gosh, what is his name? Cause he got in trouble for saying nigga too. Oh my gosh, what is that man's name? Louis C.K. Oh, that man nasty. He is nasty, but he was on a TV show saying nigga. And Jerry Seinfeld was sitting there like, what? What is going on? He even knew as a other white person, this is making me uncomfortable and I'm not even black. Why are you saying this and why do you feel comfortable saying right. this? I don't get it. Um, now I know another thing that they talked about in the podcast that was really interesting is they talked about how like, in our own culture, how we go about using the term like in our music and in our films and how even when we're discussing a certain time period, what is the infliction there? So for instance, I know one thing I thought about was Django. So, you know, Mm. like Django was written by a white person, Quentin Tarantino, but the subject matter and the time period is during slavery. Common, nigger, they... They said nigga, but I'm sure throughout most of the movie, they said nigger. And these are actual living, breathing actors. So, I mean, even there, there's that like, I don't know, the craziness of like, okay, I'm watching this on screen and I know they're portraying a character, but like. Why do I feel some way? Why? Yeah. Why do I still feel some way? Because it's like. I know this is for entertainment value, but it's still a lot. Because I know even with Django, they talked about how many times Leonardo DiCaprio's character says nigga throughout the film. And it's literally said like 900 times. It's actually because of that movie, I'm not going to lie, that I feel weird around him, about him. (laughs) Because I was like, ooh, Jay Gatsby. But like after that, it's like, it's the same sentiment that we have with like Chad Michael Murray and how he's always played the racist white man so many times that it's now like, are I'm screaming. You racist white it's man? like fitting. Yeah. I'm like, plus also in Fruitvale station, I'm pretty sure he played the cop that shot Oscar Grant or he was I within think, those cops. I think he did. Ooh, that like, was, now, you know what? That. Fruitvale station was such a traumatic movie. I only saw that movie one time. I never watched that movie was again. Billy Eilish said that was her favorite movie. I was like, I don't. Now that's racist. That. That's definitely racist. She I definitely like says that. nigga, and I don't like her. No. What's something else that they talked about? I feel like that was interesting. Like I get what they're saying though. When even I hear other black people who don't use the term nigga because they like you know, even if you are jokingly using it, it has a larger meaning, like just where it denotes from. And the fact that this was used as a derogatory thing at one point in time, like for a majority of the earlier decade, that was how you describe Black people. You weren't like, oh, these African-Americans are these Black Americans. They were like niggers, niggers only. Like that's <laughs> how you literally, oh my gosh, like this past weekend, I was watching Lovecraft Country. I don't know if you saw that on HBO, Mm -hmm. but it's set like in the 1940s, the 1950s. And yes, it's sci-fi, but it's set back then in Chicago. And that's how they're talking to the Black characters. And it's just like, this is fucking crazy to watch. But you knew at one point in time when white people said that to Black people, we couldn't even react. Like, yeah, now if a white person walked up to me and called me a nigga 
in an argument or in a derogatory manner, I could turn around and smack them in the face with a brick. But at one point in time, had that happened, I would be arrested and thrown into jail. So again, I understand the, you know, <clears throat> our older, the older Black generation being like, well, I don't use that word. I prefer not to use it. I feel like it's derogatory. I don't think Black people should use that. We should use terms that uplift each other and only speak highly of one. I'm not going to lie. Some of the old, like, old head terms that they had somehow sounded more racist than that. That too. That too. I'm like, I listened to some of the shit and I'm like, what? I'm like, y'all really called each other that? And I'm like, do I really want to do all that? Like, what was the one that I was just thinking of? Porch monkey? No. Um, um, that was my roommate laughing. Uh, but it was like, oh, why can't I think about it now? I feel like it starts with an H or it's like B or something. Fuck. Either way, we'll figure it out. Um, but I was like, I just listened. I'm like, some of them might have just. Oh, why was I thinking of heifer? Heifer. Uh, I'm screaming heifer. Heifer. But it's like a funny that word. shit was like heathen. Heathen. I think honestly, we need to bring back the like legit older stuff. Heathen heifer honky. The way they just throw around the word whore. Honky. Ooh. That's another one I was thinking of. Cracker. Yeah, but that don't have the same. And I mean, people can say like white people can be like, oh, black people call us cracker, black people call us hunky. It does still not have the same like it doesn't have the same connotation. Like at one point in the time, literally black people were being slow during slavery. And again, we were being referred to as niggas. And it's utterly ridiculous. But I feel like I don't know, like I Again, I still understand what people say. Like, yeah, you can't flip it essentially, but I still feel like that's what we've done. And it's crazy to me, though, when white people still argue like, okay, why can Black people say it and rap? And why can't we say it if we're just rapping along? Like, Mm -hmm. it's still being said by other Black people in an empowering way. But if white people saying it, y'all using it against us. Not everything's about you. That too. Like, why stuff, do you always need to be included? Because they literally think the world revolves around them. <laughs> <laughs> that is white people's problem. That's why we have so many issues that we have in our current society. Because they feel like the world revolves around them. And well, they should be show able to say it. That I used to watch called The Good Fight. And there's an episode where they're talking about like the N-word and the usage whatsoever. And there's a black man who was a character on the show who was, he was like basically for a Fox News, like Mm -hmm. TV station parody of it. Mm -hmm. He was one of those like people they bring on to just talk about topics and shit with other people. But he was like their token. And so when they're talking about the N-word and like you say it so freely, like we should be able to say it like in music, all that stuff. And he goes, so say it so say it and it just got quiet and then they cut the scene anything and it's like that's the thing is that like in a way my response has always been that where it's Mm -hmm. like then say it like if you're so like pressed upon this then Mm -hmm. say it because it's like most of the time they won't because they get uncomfortable 
And it's like, so why are you getting uncomfortable? Your indication Be- of uncomfortability is everything you needed to know right there. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like saying, saying the M word as a non-Black person, you can easily flip that in a manner that can like take away a Black person's humanity. And again, when you say it in that sort, you just like, you remind us of how it was used at a point in time to remind us that we were less lesser than like we were nothing at one point in time i mean technically in the constitution black people we weren't even thought of as people not even like a third yeah so (laughs) so when you do this again as a non-black person you're only bringing up those remnants of history like well even in high school i used to have white people come up to me and be like my nigga and like want to like say that as like be friendly with me and like all that stuff and i'm like that always rubbed me the wrong way and when i would get upset they'd be like i'm kidding i'm kidding and i'm like you don't understand like you saying that sure maybe your sentiment is kidding in your mind but when you say that you're saying like my friend my this like my ownership of me yes which makes it very inappropriate and like just disrespectful and it's that's the thing it's like i remember there was a tiktok poster of me I want to say junior or senior year and not TikTok, um, Vine. And there's a Vine posted to me in English class my mm-hmm. junior year. And it was some white guy who was like recording snippets of his day, but like I was the primary focus of the video and he captioned it, my nigga with a heart. And I remember seeing it and I was like, why do you feel comfortable calling me this? And right. that is not a term of endearment when that comes from you. No. And it's also like, he's he was like more popular than I was so in that moment I was kind of like uh and then I was like wait this is so wrong like this is so wrong because it's also like why do you feel comfortable saying that and then another vine that was posted of him by his ex-girlfriend was him in the car singing Trinidad James all gold everything you know how many times they say the n-word in that song a lot it's literally every other word in that song and it's literally him rapping along saying it and I'm like so why, 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 why? I don't get it. I don't feel like I'll ever understand it and I'll ever get it. Um, and then I've had like white people say it to me to my face. Like I was in a car once and this girl was driving and it was a girl that I was like really good friends with was mm-hmm. driving. And then out of nowhere, just like said the line in the song, full fledged, not hard R, but said the N word to the song in like very loudly. And I was like, excuse me. And then somebody I was living with my junior year of college Mm -hmm. said it in like songs and shit. And then we were sitting, sharing a room, beds across from each other. She's sitting in her bed on her phone and she goes, nigga, nigga. And I was like, and that was still like, I really didn't ever say that word until I was like, maybe a senior in college when, Mm -hmm. and it's the same sentiment that they talked about in the podcast. When you surround yourself with like a black, predominantly black community, Mm -hmm. you say it a shit Mm -hmm. ton, especially at our age. And when I started hanging around our like black cultural center more, Mm -hmm. it was like, so it's like weird seeing that growth of like not really saying it. And then it's like, or like cringing every time I say, it used to make me sick to hear it. Interesting. See, I grew up, I was in the trenches. I always heard. The nigga. 
I think it was just because it was it made me uncomfortable because I was like, mm. that's so derogatory. And because I grew up in a predominantly white area, mm. if I heard it, I knew the connotation was never going to be positive. Okay. And that's a good point. I feel like that's a good point to make. And even then, how you said, again, being around other Black people would make you more open and more comfortable saying it. But to me, even then, why as a white person would you be, feel comfortable? Because I, even though I do say the word like, freely I still don't say it in a joking manner around white people so for a white person to Mm -hmm. come to me and say it even again if they were joking or trying to make light of it I'm gonna be like bitch you're calling me a racial slur and now I'm going to have to physically fight you because why why would you feel comfortable enough I never want to give any non-black person enough leverage to feel like they can call me nigga because what i've never called you ever feel comfortable enough to say it like that's the thing that makes me mad and that's like i guess we're playing devil's advocate we can talk about music or we can talk about society but it's like there should never ever be a even a muttering thought in anybody's head to say it but my thing is what do you get out of it as a non-black person what do you get out of it Why can't we not just have this? This one thing. Non-Black people love to embrace Black culture at any aspect they can. So whether if that's style, whether if that's... Do you know how many people had edges in 2020 to 2021? I'm screaming to white girls with the baby hair. But not even like white girls. It's just like, where where are these edges coming from? I'm screaming, that's very true. And then it came to like also nails. Like the same shit that was deemed trashy that like Flojo had, Lil' Kim had, like mm-hmm. all that shit is now cute. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the same styles of like, you look at streetwear. A lot of streetwear is influenced by black folks and sneaker culture. And it's like little things where it's like, this used to be like ghetto, like Jordans. If you saw somebody in Jordans and Dunks, I think long, long ago, the connotation would be like, ooh, but it's like now it's like the big collector item, the hot thing to have, cute, like all this stuff. And it's like, where did time change where now is it because non-Black people were rocking these styles that it's like, okay, these are cool now? Mm-hmm. Whereas before it wasn't. It's a very interesting topic of thought. And it's something that was even discussed in that other podcast where it was like, they talked about the Kardashians and they're like taking of black culture and how it influenced society to accept it and it's just very interesting too it is now one thing i can say though is even though like i feel like even though there is this negative connotation when or wait oh something i thought about earlier the thing is to like I was just thinking in general with words, especially words that are slurs, um, no matter how much has been done to show them in this positive light, I still feel like if you're not a part of that group that that word represents, then you should not say it. Because as a non-Black gay man, I should not be using the F word. And we all know what the F word is, even Mm -hmm. in a joking manner. That's inappropriate for me to say. I would not say that ever because again, I know the connotation that the word carries and I know I'm not a part of that group. However, if another gay man were to jokingly say it, I mean, what can I say then? I'm not going to be upset, but I'm still not going to use the term. That's how I think of it. That word in itself, like. Because it's still derogatory. 
it's so gross to me too. And it's so interesting to see people get like so up in arms about the usage of the word cunt. And I'm like, don't y'all have other things though, like that are more concerning too? Like, I feel like there's a hundred other terms that are worse. Very true. But too, I feel like cunt is. It sounds like, aggressive as fuck. It is aggressive. But to me, I don't feel like Americans use that term a lot. I feel like they use it now more than ever because of like. Because I thought that was like British Love Island. slang. Yeah, but there's a lot okay. of British like um, content that's coming into play in society. Like hmm. it's very so interesting to in hear that. how many of my friends like now say it. And I'm like, where the fuck did you learn that from? Interesting. I always thought about it as like a British thing. Like when I would read like young adult novels that would be in Britain, that would like literally be set in the UK. They would say it there. But again, I I don't think I've heard anybody use that in an actual argument that wasn't like on TV (laughs) or in a book. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm very removed from that terminology. It's so interesting. Like, it's literally so interesting. It is interesting. But again, and even me and Tula, when I think about it, even though the N-word does still have such a negative connotation, when non-Black people say it, they're still not punished severely. Like, um, do you remember a long freaking time ago when the man who was the owner of one of the NBA teams called one of the WNBA teams he called them some nappy headed hoe yeah mm-hmm. like white people don't get punished for that they never get punished for these things even when they show like white fraternities when they were on that bus and they were all saying nigga singing along to some rap and it went like viral they won't be punished so it's like at that point what can even be done to make sure the necessary parties have access to the word and can say it freely um because again the other parties aren't being punished or like morgan wallen that country singer saying it twice just bold and broad like an obvious and people are just like oh his music's good though now see and you know again i feel like it just goes back to things being hateful and just derogatory that I won't feed into because again even though I'm not a part of the LGBTQ plus community if there is somebody that is saying something that is hurtful or hateful towards trans gay or lesbian people I'm not I'm not feeding into it, even though I know myself, I don't identify as any of those things. So if you are a white person supporting another white person who just says it freely, then I'm gonna look at you crazy. Right. Because it's like you feed into this thought process that this shit is okay when it's not. I don't care if they say a nigga or a nigger. A nigger, to me, that's worse. That's where allyship comes into play and why I question a lot of like allyship Mm-hmm. in general because it's like if you don't have somebody's back in that way then like what's the point of even labeling yourself an ally they're not it's self-serving it is self-serving and it is a lot but you know what you guys tell us what you think in 
the comments, reach out to us. How do you feel about the use of the N-word? Do you feel like Black people shouldn't say it? Do you feel like we should be the only group to say it? Have you had any altercations or any experiences with non-Black people saying it? And how did you react? Me personally, I haven't been in any of those situations. I know the most that I've been around is when I hear white people say ghetto. And I'm always like, well, what do you mean that. by that? But I'm always like, what do you mean by that? Because I want to know what, what is the likeness of ghetto? Please, I want you to go into full description mode. Because at the end of the day, if it links back to Black people, I'm going to have to go off on your ass. Exactly, precisely. But yes, tell us you all's thoughts. Oh, I'm sure by this conversation, you can honestly tell where me and Kendall are at in our own thought process. I'm I sorry. Like, we should still say it. I, it's not offensive when Black people say it. It's not. That's our word. We can use it. But if you're non Black, if you're white, I dare you. I double dog dare you. You might get backhanded. That's all I'm going to say. Backhanded. And if you a black person who are encouraging the use of it by non-black people, I'm backhanding you too. And I wish you nothing but harm. I'm just saying, I had to put that out there. But you guys, moving on to the final segment of the show, we have You Are Drove. So for my non-St. Louisans, drove is terminology for when you just thought something was going to go your way and it doesn't. But I got an interesting story. Kendall, I don't know if you saw this, but basically um, the charges were dropped against 16-year-old Bronx rapper C. Blue in an NYPD shooting case. So, okay, so this story was crazy, right? This story was crazy because basically the NYPD tried to essentially shoot at this 16 year old he's a rapper um but they tried to shoot at him and then say he was actually shooting at them which they could not prove therefore he literally they literally tried to kill this man and he survived he survived basically a murder attempt by the NYPD and I was just like how does that even happen like literally they tried to shoot him and then tried to blame him for it. But this was proven literally, basically that it was all a lie. That's just like having too much power. Literally. Per the, um, like literally, I picked up the story from Complex, but it says that he was arrested for, they uh, what they essentially did is they were shooting at him and it started like a shootout, but he never fired back. And basically, they arrested him for, like, a gun and assault case. But then, when everything came back that he never shot back at them, they were like, oh, he cannot be prosecuted. Which is wild. Wild, wild, wild. And even then, other NYPD police officers were trying to say the decision to drop charges against him was absurd but it's still like um <laughs> y'all tried to basically accuse this man of doing something that he didn't do but that's actually pretty normal within unfortunately like 
police brutality. They'll convince you that you did it as far as they can. You, you, you can't literally, but the thing is still like, y'all literally tried to kill me. And then say that the reason y'all tried to kill me was because I was at shooting y'all, shooting at you guys, which you guys basically have no proof of. So it was all a lie. It was all a setup. <laughs> Why? Like what? That is crazy. That is crazy. And then we already know that these larger cities, the the police are already militant as can be now. I feel like in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement and so forth, it's only gotten worse. So to be in a larger city, I know it's 10 times worse. Even coming out of St. Louis, I know it's 10 times worse and 10 times crazier in New York, in Los Angeles, in Atlanta, in Miami. Like I can only imagine trying to go toe to toe with their police department. And even then I would fear for my life. Like if I was him, like, okay, I didn't beat this case. Y'all can't prosecute me. I would get the fuck out of New York because I you I would always be looking over my shoulder. These they foul, man. That's all I'm saying. They are foul. I couldn't. I'm just still in awe. Like you really, they really, that was an attempted murder. And they just chilling. Like if anything, I would sue them. Y'all tried to kill me. I didn't do shit to y'all. Literally, I did nothing to y'all. You are supposed to protect me, protect and serve. No, no. Y'all ain't doing that. Not at all. But you guys, that is it for this week's episode. Um, Yeah, you know my spiel. I feel like I keep telling you guys to email the pod, email the pod. But I'm literally just going to start breaking into you all's houses and forcing you to email us because... Oh, 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 oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. That cannot be used in court or against me. But no, seriously, you guys, we want you to email the podcast at annoyednotoffended at gmail.com and tell us of some recent complaints you had or a scenario in which you were annoyed and offended. Come on. We should like, I really want to just do an episode where we just read like fan mail because I think that's cool. I think it's cool to have fans and. I feel like you guys interact with us outside of the show. So now is your time. The spotlight is yours. Um, But anywho, that's it for this week's episode. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.